Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back. Hour number two, Tutel and Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Howdy. Great to be with all of you broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios, our brand new studio. Still new, man. Still feels good in here, you know. Still got our hardwood, glossy finished desk. We got some work to do. We got to get our TVs up, you know what I mean? How's that bookshelf coming? I heard we were getting a bookshelf in yeah, here. I got it for us. Okay. It'll be here uh, after we get back from vacation. All right. Looking forward to that. Speaking of, it's uh, worth noting. It's going to put me in a good mood. Friday, we have off because basically everybody's got off. That's the national observance of uh, the 4th of July, and then we'll actually have the 4th of July. And then the following week, Coulter and I, deuces, boys and girls. We were out off to the four ways of the Is it four ways of the wind? Five? Seven sheets to the wind? I never know how it works. I don't know how many. There's only four directions, so I'll call it four. Well, I'm going to take the zip drive and start driving, and uh, we'll see. Oh, oh, yeah. So you can you can just broadcast from anywhere. That's Maybe right. Monday the 13th. You turn it turn us on. Is that what it is? Monday the 13th? Yeah. Hey, whatever. New Mexico. There you are. Yeah, yeah. All right. Shout out. New Mexico, my former home. Uh if you would uh, like to uh, listen to the show on your own time, well, I encourage you to do that. You can check it out on the podcast. Anything you missed in the first hour, it'll be there. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, on all your favorite podcasting platforms, uh, morning, noon, and night. It is there. It is there. Thanks to our friends at Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. 
If you want to call, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. And if you would like to listen live, because, uh, you know, you're on the cutting edge of things, breaking, and it's easier on your phone, computer, device, etc., go to the website, 1029ESPN.com. You'll listen live on the stream. The stream is there all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter, uh, there's some New England Patriot news that's floating around, and I'm not exactly sure what to do with all of this, but the Patriots have been fined a million, I think $1.1 million, and forfeit a third-round draft pick uh, after investigations into I don't know what. Uh, filming the Cincinnati Bengals oh, sideline right. ahead of their team's matchup last season in December. Yeah, so supposedly the uh, Patriots were making a documentary uh, or or a film of some sort about pre-scouting, about scouting ahead of time, uh, and they had a film crew or at least you know somebody filming on the sidelines of the Cincinnati Bengals Browns game. Evidently, they notified the ba- the Bengals or got permission from the Bengals. I think it was a home game in Cincinnati um, to be down there. But they did not notify or ask permission from the Browns, nor did they notify the league that this is what they were doing. Um, you know, I'm starting to. I'm starting to. Maybe I'm slow. Maybe I'm naive. I'm starting to smoke where there's smoke. There's fire on this. With the New England Patriots. What, what do you mean? They've been cheating for 20 years. Yeah. That's right. Okay. But, you know, any any individual one of these, you go, well, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know why other teams don't just revolt against the Patriots, why they don't out the Patriots. You know what I mean? What like, do you mean? What I mean is that there's plenty of guys that are in the league that are no, no, no longer part of the Patriots or have never been part of the Patriots that know what it is that they're doing and have seen the shenanigans that they're up to up close and personal. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, on you know, okay, they get caught because Eric Mangini said something or something like that to the league. But the way to stop a peer is through shame. I'm not advocating this in the wider world. Maybe they're shameless. Maybe that's why they're the Patriots and it's Bill Belichick. But what I'm saying is you could just go, here's the list of things that Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots have done over the last two decades. Here's what I know and know for sure. And we're not having this anymore. You're a joke. You don't deserve to be in the league. You don't deserve to be headed to the Hall of Fame. You don't deserve any of these things. Now, maybe it's too strong to say all that stuff. But again, I think if you come out and say that and 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 throw the cold water on it, that you know, then when they released their Cam Newton news the same day that they released their fine and and losing of a draft pick news, that it it stings for longer. And maybe it is a Belichick with all of this that has gone on has walked away scot free in the court of public opinion. I mean, basically everybody says you and I included. Who's the greatest coach of all time? Well, is Bill Belichick. You know, and never is he ever held to account for any of this stuff. It's like, well, they pay their million dollars, they lose their third draft pick, move on. But nobody sits here and goes, cheater. You don't say about Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots anything like what you say about a bunch of guys playing baseball who played baseball, about Lance Armstrong, about any of this. And I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm not saying they're equitable. What I am saying is there's a bunch of people who've been blacklisted for a bunch of different reasons, and then there's Bill Belichick and the Patriots who just walk away. Yeah, I mean, it's because they've never stopped winning and because Tom Brady's so pretty. That's pretty much it. I mean... 
The NFL, it's equal parts to me amazing and disgusting that it is more of a results-based business than any other business that exists on the planet. If you win the greatest prize... I think astronauting is a result. If you win business. the greatest prize, it erases everything. Always. I mean, they had a guy that was under a multi-million dollar contract who was under who, who had already committed multiple murders, yeah, who but, was playing for their team, who then ended up getting convicted of said murders and kicked out of the league and then hung himself in prison. And that has not been a narrative almost at all. Within the organization. Well, I mean, I, that is a gigantic scandal. And the, no one thinks the first thing you think of the Patriots is you think of Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and rings, and that's it. You don't think about a crazy amount of scandal that they've experienced over the last no, 20 you years. Don't. You don't. And that's uh, what I'm saying is if you win at the highest level, if the Patriots had had exactly the exact same things happen to them over the last 20 years, whether it comes, whether you're, whether you're talking about Spygate or Deflategate or stealing signals or, you know, this, that, and the other things. I mean, how many guys have, that, are, that have been questionable character guys have they signed over the last 20 years that they've completely got away with, even if these guys got in trouble, everything. You, t- you take take this exact every single thing that's happened over the last 20 years and put Cincinnati Bengals in front of the name instead of New England Patriots. Take, you know, put Houston Texans or Tampa Bay Buccaneers in front of the name. Just getting just ripped to shreds. But the fact that they win it makes people forget about all of it. Well, see, that's the key. It's not even so much the franchise; it's the fact that they're winning, and so then it's associated with, with. Here, let's let's jump into Cam Newton because I think this is a great example. Cam Newton is now signed with the New England Patriots, or is reportedly going to sign with the New England Patriots, right? For the league minimum, mm-hmm. which is stunning. Incentive laden contract, to be sure. But up to I think seven and a half million or seven point eight seven point eight million is more the than yeah. the minimum. So yeah. up up to eight. Say call it nine million. Okay. So if he hit if he ticked every box, which by the way is almost certainly not going to happen. I mean they they it's it's just never the case that every incentive that's there you get. But nine million dollars, Coulter, for a starting quarterback in this league is a steal, particularly one that's a former MVP. I mean, are you kidding me? So. Here's the thing, yeah, though. It's not just any starting quarterback. It's Cam Newton. Everybody, why Cam Newton would say yes to this, I mean, there's a couple reasons why. First of all, because he has, I, I, I would think, been granted some level of assurance that he's going to be either the starter or the presumptive starter, barring Jarrett Stidham beating him out. Okay, and if he thinks he's better than Jarrett Stidham, then he thinks he's going to play, and this is an opportunity to be a week one starter in the NFL, which may not have been offered to him anywhere else. So that's, I guess, why you bite your tongue and swallow hard and sign for the league minimum, even though you are an, an MVP caliber, have been an MVP caliber quarterback. Also, you have to prove to people that you're not injured. You know, you have to prove to people that you are that you're good to go and go out there and play. And so maybe you could do the one year deal at with the chance of, you know, signing a long term deal either in New England or somewhere else. So okay, I get that. Nonetheless, the New England Patriots completely win on this. Also, New England sign uh who's the wide receiver out of Pittsburgh? Last season. Antonio Brown. Thank you. Not very famous. I don't know why I couldn't come up with the name. Signed Antonio Brown. He played one game 
for the Patriots. He did. You know how much they paid him? $9 million. For one game. No one speaks about that. And you know why? Because they win. You know? And one the one area where you could have absolutely and probably should have shredded New England last season is the fact that they lost to Miami in Week 17 in a game that they needed to have home uh, field advantage and a bye. Mm-hmm. And then had to play at home and lost scored 13 points total against the Tennessee Titans and were one and done in the playoffs in a very embarrassing way for their season to end, all things considered, and and for Tom Brady's career to end there. And when it was all said and done and you look back over everything, you know what the one thing they needed was was skill position players for Tom Brady to throw the football to, and he had none of them. Well, you know what? They tried to get one, and it was Antonio Brown. It was a complete failure. Now, you can sit here and say, well, it's not the Patriots' fault that it didn't work out with A.B. Maybe that is true. But any other team that spent $9 million to get a guy for one game and then that position, among others, turned out to be a large factor in the reason why you did not fulfill the expectations that you had would be crushed. I realize nine Super Bowls and six rings hold a lot of sway in this conversation, but this isn't even about cheating. This isn't even about being underhanded in your dealings, about trying to gain an unfair advantage in some way. This is about actually what happened, and even that stuff is not they're not held to account for. At least nationally. I don't know, in Boston, WEEI or whatever, maybe they're going hard at Belichick on the A-B fiasco and the amount of money that was spent. But you know what? He turns around and makes up for it because he just signed Cam Newton for a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of parallels we could make. I don't really want to make them. But well, you don't. There's just uh, there's a couple avenues where people are so passionate about the end result that I think it clouds our judgment and analysis of the entire rest of the deal. But in the NFL, this isn't this isn't the developing and education of young men like college football, the facade that is college football. No, it's not. Nobody's lying to themselves, I think, about what this is. This is just straight up about money and winning. Yep. And they go hand in hand. You you just you wonder if Robert Kraft wasn't the owner of the Patriots. If Robert Kraft wasn't the golden boy owner in the entire NFL. If Robert Kraft didn't get preferential treatment from the commissioner. What would the situation that the Patriots were in? What, what situation would they be in? Well, let me ask you this: When it's all said and done for Belichick and for Kraft, but really for Bill Belichick, yeah, because he's been the coach and GM, mind you. Yep, he's running the show. Yep. Do you think that somebody is going to? I mean, certainly somebody will. But do you think at some point the list, when it's compiled, of every either questionable thing or just flat out cheat that has been attempted and or found out about him and his teams over the years when we look at that rap sheet we sit here and go well no no you're not the person you're not the coach that sat here and was everything that everybody swore by for all those years you think that ever catches up with him i mean man i just don't really know man it's so tough because they navigate the media in a more exhausting, but also in a lot of ways, the best fashion of any pro sports organization. That's like I've always talked about. Leaks in pro sports organizations are complete. It's a tried and true analysis of leadership. When Rob Polinka and Jeannie Buss are running the Los Angeles Lakers and Magic Johnson is in the front office, 
and there's a leak about what's going on with the Lakers every single day, it's because no one in the organization trusts each other, but also it's because no one respects the leaders. There's no leaks coming out of the Patriots. They make you zip it. And I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I don't I do know why they do it. I don't know how they do it. But I mean, just consider, man, consider if there was a, a, an another NFL franchise that had a dude who got who who was eventually on trial for murder and then was convicted of that. To have no repercussions of the organization. I mean, well, if you listen to that Gladiator podcast, Aaron Hernandez was a troubled character issue guy since he was 15 years old. They have multiple transcripts of conversations between Urban Meyer and Bill Belichick talking about this dude is going to be a handful at the very least and likely a liability. Yet they still signed him. They still threw him a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. They still rode him all the way until his demise. I just think that it's crazy that they're abstained from it all, but also the only reason they are abstained from it all is because of how obsessed we are with winning, especially when it comes to analyzing NFL franchises. Yeah. If they put different... I mean, here's the thing. There's... we The, the general public thinks of the New England Patriots as like the squeaky clean guys, the, Tom, the clean-cut Tom Brady's of the world, when in reality they have signed more... Dudes that are on their last legs, more Antonio Browns than Wes Welkers, for sure. Yeah, but that's not the narrative that exists in the league. Here's the thing, though, man. Like, look, the Aaron Hernandez thing is is anomalous. If Urban Meyer says to him he's going to be a handful and 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 in and very well maybe a liability, that is selling it so far short of the reality of what it turned out to be. But if that is the conversation that Bill Belichick had and he looks at the talent that's there and that's what he's operating on, like I don't I don't fault the Patriots. You know who I fault? The Cowboys. They're the ones who signed Ed Hardy after Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, excuse me, after they knew yeah, not the not the not the fashion is he still a fashion? What is yeah, that? yeah, I think that's what, right. That's all over, right? We're, we've passed the Ed Hardy so. thing. Uh, signed Greg Hardy after they knew everything that was going on there because that to me is egregious. That's egregious. New England, yeah, you you know that you're signing a guy who's got quote character issues. You know what they do? Only sign guys that got quote character issues, and nine times out of ten, it seems to work out. Like it seems to be okay. This, yeah. you know, the, Be, being like a selfish me guy who's taking Instagram videos in the locker room, like Antonio Brown, is completely different than a guy that has an extensive record of violence in his past, like Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Violence without repercussion. Man, there's a lot of guys who've been in a lot of fights that are in the league. That's no question. You know? There's no question. So, I and that's yeah, what it is. All I'm saying is for better or for worse, we just absolutely roast teams that get in situations like that. Yeah. And the Patriots have been completely absolved from it, and I don't really know why. Let's talk about the football element of this. Let's talk about it. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, 
Well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto Shout Out Original Alpine Touch, and it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. There's obviously a definitive reason that Cam Newton has not gotten signed until right now. It's his health. Yes. A Liz Frank fracture for a guy that's six foot six is a devastating injury. He has not been healthy since probably the first month of the 2018 season. That said... If he's healthy, and if you also monitor the other moves they've made from a personnel standpoint, the Patriots have, the last several years, not really run the ball with any sort of um, authority. Mostly their running backs are glorified pass catchers. They have not been like a between-the-tackles run team hardly at all. It's It's been put the ball in Tom Brady's hands, let him get the ball to the playmakers, use the short passing game as an extension of the run game. But if you look at what they've done in the offseason – um, they put their franchise tag on Joe Thune, right. their offensive guard. Never seen that before. Never seen an NFL team put their franchise tag on a guard, but they did it. They also get David Andrews back. He's one of the best centers in the league. He was out all of last year with a pulmonary embolism. So he's back. So you got two really good offensive linemen coming back to a unit that was solid before those guys were out last year. And then you also have, they also signed Danny Vitale, as a fullback, and then they used their two of their top three draft picks on tight ends, who most draft experts considered the two best in-line blocking tight ends in the league. What I thought that they were doing was gearing up, first of all, to protect their, to protect Jared Stidham if, in fact, he was to be the guy. Now that they got Cam Newton, I think they're going to go run heavy. I will not be surprised if they make a run at a different running back, maybe try to swing a trade for a veteran-type guy. But... I said last year that I thought that the narrative of Tom Brady's demise was a little bit overplayed because he didn't really have the skill guys to throw it to. That said, he was definitely not throwing it with a lot of zip. If Cam Newton is healthy, I think that Cam Newton on the Patriots makes the Patriots a much more dangerous and better team because if they can emphasize running the ball at a much higher level and they pair that with what I think personnel-wise is the best defense in the entire league, they have a really sh- another shot to make a run. You think they... Cam Newton makes them a better team than Tom Brady made them, or you think he makes them a better team than they were without Cam Newton? Uh, That's a very interesting question. I think that the Patriots have a chance, not just a chance, I think that if Cam Newton is healthy, the Patriots will be better this year than they were last year. Well, if 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 what we're judging this on is what we should be judging the Patriots by, as always, is like how you finish, I totally agree with you, which is one and done in the wild card round. I mean, that 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 should not happen with the level of skill they have, especially defensively. Before this signing, Coulter, you know who had winning the AFC East? The Patriots. The New England Patriots. Right. 
You know who I have winning after this signing? The New England Patriots. And they are certainly better for having Cam Newton on the football team than for not. Now, whether, again, we don't know the full extent of what he's going to be able to do or not do, his foot, the injury, etc. But what Cam Newton is still capable of physically as a quarterback is not in question. And, I mean, do you think that a guy like Josh McDaniels is just drooling at Statue of Liberty Tom Brady getting traded out for Bugatti Cam Newton? I mean, come on. Assuming Cam can still run. Correct. But here's the thing. He... Compared to Tom Brady, he's he's Usain Bolt. He can certainly run regardless of whether he sure. actually can run. Well, and, and also, they're not going to – I mean, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, I don't think he really understands the concept of usage. I mean, he Cam Newton has more non-sack hits by a quarterback than anybody in the NFL in the history of the NFL by times like four. Yeah. Because of how much they ran him, just straight up designed runs. But the point and is, I mean, look at the way they used Christian McCaffrey last year. I mean, it's like record-setting the amount of touches he had. All I'm saying is that Cam Newton will benefit from just being being put into more spots rather than, hey, it's third and four. We're running quarterback power. It, it, exactly, and that's that's the thing. I mean, when I say whether he can actually run, what I'm saying is this: whether you ever design a run for Cam Newton, even at this at this point in his, his career. When he takes off and runs, even if it's only because there was a breakdown or he sees a lane or he sees a window, that's never something, ever something that Tom Brady could ever do. Now, what Tom Brady could do is know exactly where to go with the football every time. And is that something that Cam right. Newton in a new offense is going to be able to do? No. Consider this a huge upside. Consider though. this, though. How many actual offensive coordinators in the league actually even know, in the NFL, actually even know how to use running quarterbacks? I mean, how is 32, grab you? I don't know, man. I think that there's a lot of guys that have that it's so foreign to them they have no idea. I don't know. It could be. I don't. The the revolving storyline that have has the three make three main characters of Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Cam Newton coming into this upcoming season is going to be fascinating. Because you have Tom Brady, he's trying to prove it, not with the evil empire. Prove I can do it on my own. It wasn't the Patriots. It was me. Mm-hmm. You got the Death Star with Bill Belichick running it saying, TB12 ain't nothing. We're going to win it all without him. He was just a cog in the machine. And then you got Cam Newton, who's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. But then you dissect the storylines. Josh McDaniels has got a ton of credit for being a a virtuoso boy wonder offensive coordinator. He's also never done it without Tom Brady. So how good is he really? Who knows? I mean, he did it with Tim Tebow. Right. That went well. It I guess. did go well. For like six weeks it did. That's actually a good example of him with a running quarterback, certainly. Um, but how does Josh McDaniels and, and Cam Newton get along? Who knows? Can, can Josh McDaniel figure out a way to emphasize the strengths of a quarterback who is the polar opposite of Tom Brady in skill? How does Tom Brady – I mean, Tom Brady has been – Five years the senior of the guy who's been his offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, quote-unquote. I mean, for all we know, it's Tom Brady that's running the show. Mm-hmm. How will he react to actually having a quarterbacks coach in Bruce Arians? There's just so many rich storylines. I think it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch it all play what out. What are the chances? Let's do percentages real quick before we get out. Yeah. Percent, you got 100%. That's how you make a hole, right? Okay. Okay, you got four teams in the AFC East. Assign percentages that they win the division. New England, Buffalo, Miami, New York Jets. 80% New England, 20% Buffalo, that's it. 
Zero, zero. Zero, zero. I go, I, I'm going to go a little less. I'm going to go 73% New England. I'm going to go 22% Buffalo. And whatever's left, I'm going to just, I'm going to try and hit on a plus 2,000 bet with the Miami Dolphins. What is that? How much do I have left? I don't know. I haven't added it all up. 8%, I'm bad 7%. At the, uh, math. Uh, in any case, uh, somebody can help me out there with whatever's left. I, I Miami has done a little bit here in this offseason. And if Tua turns out to be like properly Tua, you know, that's that's big time. That's an important, important factor. But I do like Buffalo, man. I really should give Buffalo a little bit more than, than that. I, I think Buffalo's got a, a roughly... 33% chance of doing it. They got two games they got to win. They got to win them both. They got to win at home, and they got to win in Foxborough. They got to go 2-0, and or else it ain't going to happen. This is a complete tangent, but one of, one of my buddies, former Grizz punter, Sean Wren, shout out to Sean if he's by chance listening, he said the other day we were taking a spin class together, act of solidarity, only two men in the class. Good for you. And uh, Very impressive. He... He says, so Sean's from Southern California. Played junior college ball at Fullerton before transferring to, to play for Montana as the punter. His first year was Bobby Hawks last year, so that's the timeline. But uh, one of his best friends, his next-door neighbor, is a trainer down in California. And he is Josh Rosen's trainer down in California. So Sean was telling me after the last class we took, he said, hey, I got inside scoop for you. He said, <laughs> said, said Josh Rosen's weighing like 235, 240. Not bad weight, good weight. Josh Rosen is like Jack City right now. He's built his body all the way up, completely motivated, understands this is his like last chance in the league to grasp onto anything. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because with the Dolphins, who knows? I mean, the Dolphins, the, the Dolphins, the first three weeks of last year, we were we were literally crying laughing at how bad yes. they were. We were talking about this is an 0-16 team. This is the worst team I've ever seen. They won five out of seven down the stretch. They did. They got way better. You are the biggest Dolphins hater that there is. But you actually also like the Chosen Rosen better than most. I do like Rosen, and you know who I really like? Brian Flores, man. Oh, yeah. He's he's awesome. Uh, and, And clearly, I mean, man, you lose 55 to 7 in week two, and you're like, you're like two week aggregate is is like forty points per week of losing with a group of quote professionals. You're teetering on the edge of just being. Uh, I mean, just it, it could all be over. Everybody just go, nope, I'm good. Catch me next year. And uh, he kept that thing together and got them into a place of respectability. And 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 they had a great off season. I mean, Miami had a really good off season. Now. You're always telling me this about the Browns, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say it about the Dolphins. Let me know when it's official. Like, don't talk to me about what it's going to be. Talk to me when it's done. And oh, I'm not talking about anything. No, I'm, I'm not. Not Josh you. Rosen. I mean, I, I still think that Rosen he does not have the makeup to be a legitimate NFL quarterback. I, I'm not saying you specifically about the Dolphins. I'm just saying I always am like telling you how great the Browns are going to be and they never are. I'm not going to tell you how great the Miami Dolphins are going to be. I'm going to say I'm going to save that and say they're not going to be good and they're going to finish third in their division. That's what I think is going to happen. It's the only thing we agree on. Well, we agree that the Patriots should win it, but we we both agree that the 0% chance just goes straight to Adam Gase and the Jets. Has has there been a bigger disaster as a head coach? Than Adam Gase over the course of like several years. I mean, I mean, yes. Like, I feel like I feel like 
one quarter of NFL coaching hires are disasters. No, man. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, he's the guy who's like supposed to be the new like savant or whatever in Miami. And that just is just goes absolutely nowhere. It goes from mediocre to straight out bad. And then he goes to the Jets. And now the only good player they have on their own team wants just like, no, get me out of here. Can't stand it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's been a lot of bad ones, man. It's two tell new one is one ESPN radio on the other side. We have a Gatorade Athlete of the Year in track and field. He's out of Billing Skyview. We'll tell you who it is right after this. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. It just recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Happy Monday, boys and girls, heading into a holiday weekend, and for Tutel and Nuanas, a vacation. How about that? Coming up next week. That's all you want to talk about. It's weighing heavily on my mind. Mm. You know? So you're going to be really focused this week? Well, it won't be any different from any other week, if that's what you're wondering. <laughs> uh, it is time now for our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. You download the MyCard app from Farmer State Bank and then use Zelle to send money. Zelle, send money, $5 or more every time you send it. Between now and the end of next month, the end of July, you will be given an entry, a free entry, to win $5,000. I'm going to give that to somebody using Zelle through the MyCard app. So there you go. That's from Farmers State Bank. Coulter, the Gatorade standout boys track and field athlete of the year uh, was announced. And uh, not a huge shocker on this one. Julius Mims out of Billing Skyview was selected to be the uh, 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 track athlete of the year. High jumped 6 feet 10 inches twice in 2019 he won state at the six foot nine inch mark uh 
Well, it's about as good as it gets, man. I mean, you're talking to you're up there sniffing seven feet on the high jump. Yeah, you're probably going to win the state championship, and you're probably going to be jumping in uh, at the very high collegiate level uh, sometime in the near future if you so choose. He's six eight. Instead of going the track and field route, he's decided to play basketball, which he's going to do at North Idaho College, and we've seen that work out for some uh, for some players, uh, obviously. But the track and field goals. The track, the, the the sport loses another elite athlete in in his discipline. Yeah, this is interesting though because he's quoted in the Billings Gazette as saying he's going to still compete in track and field. Think of this scenario. So, oftentimes, especially this day and age, because of the specialization of sports, especially when you get to the college level, yeah, there's so few guys that do do multiple sports. Like we saw Mikey Dean from Idaho State run track these last two years. He was a standout wide receiver, ran indoor track, but never outdoor track because he was always having to do spring football at Idaho State. That's been the biggest obstacle is spring football. You can't do track at a high level if you're not going to be in the outdoor track season because you have football obligations or vice versa. We've also seen there's some specific NCAA rules where – Elvis Akpla comes to mind. He at the before he transferred to Montana State, he was at the University of Oregon. He was a full scholarship long jumper. Okay, who then went out for the football team and was going to get some run in football, but there was like this NCAA loophole that they couldn't find the mark on, where Akpla then the football team wanted him to be a walk on, but because he was a full ride guy on the track team, it was like this argument. You know what happens if we try to split his scholarship? Yeah. Not allowed. You can't split it between two different deals. What I'm getting at here with Julius Mims is he's going to North Idaho College. So none of those NCAA rules need to be followed here. North Idaho does not have track. Okay? But in the Northwest region, there's a variety of what they call open meets. There's open meets at both Montana and Montana State. There's the Montana State Open in the winter. Yeah. And there's the Montana Open outside, outdoor in the spring. Athletes can compete in those unattached. We've seen in past years, like when uh, Lindsey Hall was chasing Olympic dreams after graduating from the University of Montana, where then she competed in a decathlon, or a, I guess it was a heptathlon on the female side, um, to try to stay sharp, competing unattached. We've seen distance runners, guys just can't, you know, that are either getting ready for college or have already or just recently finished college, do it well. Now, because Julius Mims is not has no college affiliation, he will be able to. A, compete as an unattached athlete in whatever track and field event or I guess track and field meet he can find. That'll be fascinating because he could, If he, I don't know how the kid's going to do it. I've never spoken to the kid. I don't know. But if he wanted to, he could basically be an individual barnstormer mm. when it's not basketball season. That's just a, a high jumper going around yeah. and seeing where can I go high jump. Yeah. And you got the qualifying marks. I mean, you high jump 6'10". You can go high jump at any meet in the country It'll be, uh, it'll be fascinating to see how it all plays out because I think that the kid has unbelievable upside as a basketball player. He's obviously got massive springs. He's got, I mean, 6'8". He's got great length. He right, can I mean, run he's not just floor. leaping that high. I mean, he's a, he's a tall kid. I right. Mean, really tall. But he also has such great upside in track and field, too. So we'll see how Is this all plays out. We'll, we'll, we'll see how all, all of this plays out. But... Uh, Either way, I'm, I'm glad that Gatorade is given the awards because he did not compete in a meet this year. This is basically ba- based on last year's marks, but still good for Julius Mims uh, getting the Gatorade Montana Track Athlete of the Year. Absolutely. Congratulations to him. Here's here's a question I got for you. In At the high school level, 
you see kids all the time participating, for instance, in basketball and then in track. And we hear all the time, Coulter, I mean, this is this is this has been such a prominent narrative that it's now becoming rote, but that coaches at the collegiate level are looking for kids who have played multiple sports. I mean, they want, they want kids that were doing football and then they were doing wrestling and then they were doing track or whatever it is and right. just going around, around the year. What coaches do we hear that from though? Germer. We hear that from football Monday, coaches yeah. and we hear that from sometimes track coaches. Not from basketball We do not coaches. hear that from basketball no, coaches. No, we don't. You're right. You're right. Um, but here's my thing. Men's basketball coaches, I actually should say. Because I think the women's basketball coaches actually do talk about yeah. how they want girls to play multiple sports. They want that, though, ironically to me, up and until they're in and through high school. Mm-hmm. But but when they get to college, right? It's I don't know that it's absolutely a hard no. For many it is. But they are so very reticent to let anybody compete in any other sport, and specifically track and field. I mean, you talk about some of the wide receivers. Gabe Solser, for instance. Sure. Could easily run track at the sure. University of Montana. Sure. Now, I'm not saying he wants to. I'm only saying that because he's fast. Okay? Sure. I'm not saying there's anything sure. here. But my point is, is I understand that there's spring ball. I understand you do, you know, winter conditioning, and then you have spring, you know, football practices, the spring game in general, usually in a normal year, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe track prevents you from doing that maybe you have to come to an agreement the football and the track coach they got to sit down and say okay well how are we going to work this out well here's the dates that it is for football here's the dates that it is for track what are we going to do but i don't see how there wouldn't be many situations in which an athlete would be helped and potentially prepped for the other sport by playing in the other sport but it's usually the football that's so all-encompassing so annual so you know fully in you know the always on that now you know they don't want kids doing the track thing and maybe there's reasons ncaa reasons why it doesn't happen as much and all that that but my thought is if you can teach a kid who's really fast to run even better to have his technique be 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 perfect when it comes to sprinting that's only going to help them on the football field, not to mention what it is just to compete, like to have those reps as a competitor right. in in there as well. I don't know. I just I, I would think that for as much as this gets promoted about the multi-sport thing and how important it is and how much overlap there is from one sport to the next to the next, and then you know you get to the college level and, no, this is what you're doing. You're doing this sport, and that's it, and that's all. I think it's easy to blame it on the culture of sports and the institutions and the coaches and all that. I think a lot of it is just kids not wanting to do it either. I think that burnout is one of the most underrated factors that we have right now at all levels of sports. I think that there's been a raised prevalence of injury because of a non-diversity in athletic pursuits. I I personally think that if you play football, basketball, and baseball, or football, basketball, and track year-round – you have a less of a chance of getting hurt because you have so many different types of movements, whereas it's the mastering of certain movements and the the uh, ignoring of other ones that I think make you have disproportionate muscular structure, all sorts of different things, and that's what yeah. leads more to injury. But, I mean, I just wonder, I think that so much of it is the track coaches don't want to step on the football coaches' toes. So they're not going to go recruit off the team, really. But also the football guys 
aren't just chopping at the bit to do it. The last guy I remember really doing it at the University of Montana was Dan Bowden, and that's because Dan Bowden got – he was a big tight end out of Knox in Montana, and he got done with spring ball and just said, well, I am I love sports. I'm bored. So he went out and started throwing. Yeah. And he didn't in, it didn't impede any of his spring ball. He just got to do the last couple meets of the outdoor track season, and he ended up qualifying for conference and ended up placing, I believe. Well, then the next winter – He's like, well, I'm, I'm, I can handle the winter conditioning. I'm bored, so he went and started playing for Wayne Tinkle, and all of a sudden, this guy is a three sport athlete. Yeah, because he wanted to, though. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I wonder. Maybe, it, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think there's some guys that if they, if they were to say, if they were to go up to Coach Alk after the spring game and say, hey, Coach, there's three weeks left of track season. Would you mind if I did it? I, th- I think it'd be all good. Right, it's, and look, man. Some point you need some time off, right? You need, yeah. You need totally. Well, and then that's the give and take too, right? Because Dan Bowden, he could just go throw, and right. the risk of injury is not huge. Whereas Gabe Solcher, for example, he struggled with his hamstring all through high school. Anyways, the sure. last thing you want is Gabe Solcher to be tired coming out of spring ball and then go and pop his hamstring yeah. running hurdles and track. I don't know. I think that it's good for kids. Uh, and I also just don't know. I don't know how much better you get from the exhaustive. It just comes down to the. It comes down to deciding individual development based or team development. The number one thing football coaches will argue about is not that they don't want guys to do other sports. It's that they want them to be around their teammates as much as possible. Sutel Nuanas, one hundred two ninety ESPN Radio. One more thing here in our prep extra segment, but the uh, the National High School Helmet Tournament voting for the best helmet high school helmet. Uh, in football across the country, uh, which the uh, – who was in the Elite Eight? For, oh, the Sugar Beaters. Chinook Sugar Beaters, yep. And Glasgow Scotties just missed out there in the Sweet 16. Uh, they uh, they canceled the tournament because people's cheating on the internet, Coulter. I mean, for crying out loud, man, you're cheating on a vote for the, to, for, for, for the helmet, for the best helmet? I just don't understand why people have to ruin everything. <laughs> Because it's what we do, man. It's, it's just a Twitter poll that's supposed to be fun. Like these people just started this just to have something for people to engage in sports, to have fun during the pandemic, and then someone creates some Twitter software to rig the voting. And so the people were that were judging this basically were like, "We can't figure out what this algorithm that they're using is." But all of a sudden, you know, one of the two teams in the football poll in the helmet poll would have eighty-five percent of the votes, and there's just no way that that's happening. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we got to shut it down because the the basically quote unquote virus that is affecting these polls, we don't know what to do, so we're just going to shut it down. So uh, the Schnook Sugar Beaters, one of the top eight helmets in all of high school football, but we don't get to know who actually okay. would be the top. Well, I mean, listen, there's plenty more to get worked up about, I guess. Stu Tell New One is one of two nine ESPN Radio. That is our prep extra segment is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. On the other side, we wrap up a Monday show with one of the all-timers out of the state of Montana, Mike Person. Hanging him up today, nine years in the NFL. We'll talk about his career right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is warming up and it is time to get your dirt biking, off-roading, and on-laking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, tops in the industry, brand new for the season there at Kurtz. They also have, as always, their great Polaris side-by-sides, including the hard-working Ranger and fun, fast Razor. If a little leisure time, though, is on the menu, 4th of July coming up, you need something to float on, get rid of the get rid of the inner tube, 
Get yourself a crest pontoon boat. Do it the right way. Put your big boy pants on or swimming trunks as it might be. Get a pontoon boat, a crest pontoon boat from Kurtz Polaris. Summer the way you always envision with Kurtz online at KurtzPolaris.com. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the show today, uh, you can check it out or any other show anytime you'd like on the podcast. The Tell Nuanas podcast available for you on your time at your leisure on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, and it is there uh, all the time to rate, review, subscribe. You subscribe to that thing, you don't even have to search for it. How great is that? It just comes to you, you got it, and you're ready to roll. The uh, podcast is available thanks to our friends at... Uh, Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Uh, speaking of podcasts, our good friend Justin Angle over there at the University of Montana, New Angle Podcast. He's a friend of this show. We're a friend of his podcast. We're also a friend of Justin as a person who uh, holds in high esteem. He's a professor of business at the University of Montana. This week, his guest on the New Angle Podcast, Travis DeCure. Uh, I believe the episode comes out in the morning. I think Tuesday mornings is was the uh, generally the the weekly time when that comes out. So I'm looking forward to that. And then we are anticipating having Coach Takir here as well uh, on Wednesday. So we will uh, we'll we'll confirm that and get that all sorted out. But I'm excited about this podcast. I know it's going to be uh, intriguing, insightful, and and what you can do on a podcast over the course of an hour is pretty wide ranging. And uh, if ever there was a guy who could cover all the range that there is to cover, it's coach to cure for sure so uh i'll look forward to that but you should go uh go give that a listen if you're if you're not familiar if you haven't new angle podcast fantastic stuff uh that he does uh justin angle which is all all kinds i mean he covers the gamut from music to business economics health university stuff civic stuff city stuff uh and and some sports in there as well so it's uh it's very very cool uh mike person coulter tired from the nfl today a guy uh that was an All-American in Montana State, played nine years in the league. And, man, these are the stories, right, where a guy who, you know, a good football player became an elite football player at Montana State at the FCS level and fought every fight and cleared every hurdle that you possibly could just by sheer force of will to make it in the league and make it. He did nine seasons, including, uh, you know, signing a contract as a starting offensive lineman uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, played in the Super Bowl uh, last year with San Francisco, a uh, guy who's been, you know, on our show a couple of times and and uh, just couldn't be a, a, you know, a more pleasant, you know, affable guy to talk to, but also, I mean, the, the, the amount of work and toughness and all of those things that sometimes get, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but when you talk about the expression of that, Mike Person embodies that to the nth degree. And I think I would sum up Mike Person's NFL career. If you maybe pick one word, would be courage. 
And that's the courage to continue to try. Because I think a lot of guys, when they get down to where they're literally at that last moment, where it's make or break for their careers, a lot of times they choose to walk away. And you can't blame them. If you've had an injury-riddled career or you just you haven't had things go your way or the luck just hasn't fallen your way, a lot of times it is just a lot better for you as an individual to walk away. But Mike Person, you know, half-scholarship guy out of Glendive, Montana, but he's got those butte roots and he turned into a almost 50-game starter, uh, you know, a captain on the 2010 Big Sky Conference Championship team, which was like the moment that Montana State finally was back mm-hmm. after all the scandal. And then he was a seventh-round draft pick by the San Francisco 49ers, and then he was on the taxi squad, the practice squad, until the NFL has rules. You cannot be on the practice squad for more than I believe it is. I think it's three. I think it's I think it's 40 weeks. Okay, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. I think three years I, of I think it's of two football. and a half seasons, 40 yeah. total weeks. Okay, yeah. where that when you're, and, and if you get up onto the active roster for a week, okay, that doesn't count as your taxi squad week, right. but I think you can only be on the practice squad for 40 weeks. He was up, he was on the practice squad until the 40th week, the last hour, and he gets a chance with the St. Louis Rams. And then he's, he's a, fighting for an active roster spot. He almost gets bumped down. He can't do it. Bam. He gets on the active roster. And then later on that year, he gets a chance to have his first starting job. And then that helps him earn a contract with the Atlanta Falcons as a starter. And now all of a sudden, he's a starter. And now all of a sudden, he's an established guy. And he kept going, kept going, and made his way all the way back to San Francisco. Got signed by John Lynch again and gets to go out almost on top with yeah. a start in the Super Bowl. But regardless, from... Left tackle to right tackle, from left guard to right guard, played center. He played every single position in the offensive line. He fought from start to finish. He's somebody that should definitely make all Montanans proud. And uh, congratulations to Mike Person for an outstanding career, a guy that represented the state of Montana more than anything else, better than almost anybody. No doubt. Um, I know we celebrate winners and all that kind of stuff. When it comes to the Super Bowl, obviously, you know, winning it is, I'm sure, great and wonderful. And losing it, there's a lot of guys who don't really, like, who just are so upset by that fact that they can't really kind of overcome that to some extent. But, man, to have the opportunity to be in a Super Bowl and everything that goes with it and the lead-up to it and playing in it, I mean... Right. I mean, you still freaking won the NFC, right? It's incomprehensible. Boys and girls, back tomorrow. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia... When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.